She says telling agriculture's story on social media almost broke her. Her words, not mine. It's a tough story. An outspoken advocate of agriculture. A lot of people know her and her blog. Know her by uh, her moniker, the farmer's wifey, Krista Stoffer. And yes, she's connected to those Stoffers from over here on this side of the mountains. But no, they don't farm on this side of the mountains. They farm over on the east side, eastern Washington. Krista Stoffer joins me in just a, a moment here on the program uh, to talk about how she became an avid proponent of agriculture and someone who is willing to engage in conversations and be real and show real farming uh, and what it was all about and answer the critics uh, but also she's going to share how that got so tough and why it's it, you'll be surprised some of the reasons why this got so so difficult for her and why she's really actually been fairly quiet uh, with her advocacy the past year or two. Do want to say thank you to our sponsor, Pape Kenworth Northwest. Brand new Bellingham location open over here, offering industry-leading vehicles, an extensive OEM parts inventory, top-tier service in the shop, and on-the-road help for all semi-truck makes and models. Over there on Iowa Street, I just saw them yesterday afternoon when I had to run down right on Auto Row there. Uh, Pape Kenworth Northwest. Uh, Krista Stoffer with us on the program Krista, you say it almost broke you. That's that's heavy. I mean, and, yeah. and 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 if it did, I guess maybe where where we should start with this conversation is is well. So why are you talking now? Why why are you why are you breaking your silence on this? Because you have been fairly quiet over the past while with your advocacy. Why are you deciding to to speak out again? Honestly, I'm seeing all these amazing people speak up, and I see them going through some of the stuff that I did in the beginning, where just kind of a whirlwind of. Your, you know, things going viral, people wanting you to speak, interviews, all this stuff, and I just want them to take care of themselves and be prepared. Everybody says, tell your story, tell your story, but nobody tells you the bad part of telling your story. Part of me doesn't want to have this message out there because I, you know, and, and by the way, Dylan Honkoop, I don't know if I've even said my name, Dylan Honkoop here on The Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790 here on the Saturday morning and on the on the uh, Safe Family Farming podcast on SoundCloud. I, I'm always encouraging farmers, get out there, you know, tell tell your story. And I, I stand by that. But at the same time, it, we do need to be smart and take care of ourselves while doing that. And I think in some ways, this isn't just a cautionary tale for people who want to be agricultural, you know, advocates but for anybody who's engaged in the social media space and even to the farming community, who I know a lot of you folks listening to this program are part of the farming community, maybe we need to go a little bit easier on each other because that, that, was, that was the big line that really stood out to me in, in your Ag Daily piece, Christo, as you said, the thing that really got to me wasn't the activists, it was the farmers and ranchers. Yes. Explain why. So when I met my husband, I, I have no agriculture background. I met my husband and we got married, and we're celebrating 10 years of farming this year, this month, actually. Congratulations. But thank you. And so for him to get his start, there was a lot of, I call them old-timers, that stepped up to the plate, shook our hands, gave us a shot, and really helped us get to where we are today. And I just fell in love with this community and all these individuals that have helped us in this way of life. And so when I got online 
and started sharing, I thought, oh, we're all in this together. Everybody's going to be supportive. Maybe I can tell other people, help other people tell their stories, things like that. And I re- quickly realized that that wasn't the case, that our community is not this big one happy family. We're divided and um, kind of a little bit self-righteous and opinionated. And it's it's hard when you say you're, I'm going to fight for this way of life that I've married into and I've fallen in love with. And then you have the very people you're trying to fight for tear everything you're doing apart. That hits me really hard because I've been there myself um, and trying to push myself to step out of my comfort zone to speak up for a community that that raised me and, and I really give so much credit for a lot of who I am and trying to step out of my comfort zone to defend that community, to help that community. Oftentimes, the harshest criticism that we get, those of us who do this kind of stuff, comes from within. What kind of stuff did they say? Well, when I first started, so I was still fairly new and I was still learning. Like, I, the progressive dairymen, science journals, towards dairymen, anything I could get my hands on, I was reading, trying to learn as much as I could. So, while I was sharing what I was learning and what we were doing on the farm, I didn't know everything. I was still fairly new to agriculture, so there would be little petty things, picking parts, picking apart things. Like, for example, mm-hmm. my son was so excited. He put the halter on the calf, and he was walking it around, and I put a picture on, and a bunch of women decided that they were going to pick me apart because I had no business telling my story if I didn't know how to put a halter right on a calf. And so it started out with really little petty things like that, and I just thought, you know, women can be really mean to each other, mm-hmm. and I just brushed it off and um, went along my way, and then it kind of just... Oh, it's I, n- it's not just women. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, not, I quickly I learned that it's not that. just women. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, unfortunately, that is not the case, but, and then it just kind of, as, you know, as I got it, more attention, as posts started getting more traction, then more people started coming in, and I quickly realized that... It's our farming community. It's not just the women of the farming community. It's the men. And boy, let me tell you, I've had some pretty mean and nasty things said. And I just can't believe somebody would do that when you're just trying to fight for them, you know, Mm -hmm. not just you, them. So... Obviously, there are probably plenty of things that we can't share here on the air, and I get that. And I have a lot of comments that I deal with pretty often that I can't say out loud on the air thanks to the FCC rules and and general decency. But beyond that, explain the kinds of stuff that you're talking about that this ended up, and beyond just the, you know, which, I mean, how stupid is it to, to, to make fun of somebody for putting on a halter wrong? Like, okay, but I know it gets so much more nasty and personal than that. One of the biggest things that has really been frustrating for me. My page is The Farmer's Wifey. Mm -hmm. And when I came up with the name, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even think anybody cared what I had to say. But I stuck with it because people started recognizing it, and I didn't want to change or rebrand. But the fact that so many women take offense to that name, so Mm -hmm. I've gotten so much nasty messages or even comments from women just saying, you know, that's degrading to women. You should be ashamed of yourself you're a farmer, you should change, you know, just going down that road. Mm. And that has been disheartening because I have all, like, I know some of the most amazing farm women. Some of them work on the farm, some of them work off the farm, some of them do both. I don't understand why we have to focus on a title of a blog and tear somebody down because of that. And then going over, jumping ship to the men, I will tell you that I can't say a lot of the things that have mm. been said, but just some of the sexism 
And I'm not like, I am woman, hear me roar. <laughs> but some of the sexism in our industry, it is just outrageous. And the things that I've had said to me via be my looks or my body mm. or things like that. And it's just from other farmers. And it's like, no, guys, this is not okay. I just feel like I want to say farming community, we're better than that. We are Come so much. on. Um, and, and there are so many good people out there. And oftentimes... You know, I, I'm 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 gonna say kind of a stereotypical line here. Well, there's some bad apples out there, and that's part of it. And there are just some nasty people. It doesn't matter what walk of life you're a part of. There are some nasty people out there. But I yep. think, and and I don't know how you deal with this, Krista. We're talking with Krista Stoffer. Uh, she's a blogger, social media, uh, agriculture advocate, a dairy farmer over in Eastern Washington. How do you deal with the people who? you know to be good people, you know to be nice people, and then they spout off and say something really rude or hurtful or something, you know, maybe that's not even directly offensive, but they don't, they don't even realize how demotivating it is and, and unhelpful it is for the thing that you're trying to do to help the whole community. I call them out on it. I've used them as examples in posts. I'll okay. call them out in the comments. I'll explain to them how either... I've never really gone down the road of, oh, this made me feel this way. Mm -hmm. But I say from the point of view of somebody looking in, how do you think somebody's going to read this? You know, how is somebody going to be viewing you as an individual? You know, think before you speak. And I was just, my husband and I were just talking about this other day. And I said, you know, I think when people have really bad stuff going on in their life, it's so easy for them to get on the computer and just type whatever pops into their brain. And it doesn't always reflect them as an individual. It reflects what's going on at that very moment or what they're going through, and they lash out and they take it out on other people. And unfortunately, I think that's a lot of what's going on here is people, it's been rough, and mm -hmm. people are stressed, people are depressed, people are going through hard stuff, marriages are falling apart, people are losing their farms, and I think they're just taking it out on anybody they possibly can. Which yeah, if you if you apply logic to it, why are you taking it out on your own community? Your your last line of defense, the people who have been there with you from the beginning. Yeah. But it happens. You said you don't usually talk about how it makes you feel though, but I wanna go there since we're talking about this. How did all this stuff make you feel? To be honest, um I've always had a thick skin. I've always been able to let things roll off my back. Um and not really let things get to me, especially what other people might think of me or what they might say. But it's hard when you think of the farming community as your family, and then it's your family that are saying these things. And while it may not have, like, a huge negative impact on me per se, mm -hmm. it makes me feel like, why am I doing this? Why would I fight for you when this is how you guys are going to be treating me? Or others, I've seen some horrible things being said and done to other people that are online that are sharing their stories. And so it kind of just makes you feel like, well, we're supposed to be fighting together and we're less than 2% of the population. If we can't support each other, what's the point of even trying? But then I have to remind myself of all the amazing people out there that are supportive. And that kind of helps me br bring me back down to earth and push me a little get, bit more to keep going. Well, it, it had to have made you feel really... I mean, you even talked about, you know, the, the mental health effect of this. How does that play into this? Well, I definitely feel like... So, when I kind of realized that I really just need to step back, I, I for me, I need to do this. I was on a trip back east, and I wanted to learn about veal farming, because regardless if our animals go to veal or not, 
were tied to the veal industry. And I wanted to know for myself, not what I heard from other farmers or what I saw online. So I had this great opportunity to go back east and learn about modern veil practices. And so I was sharing that as I was going. And I had all these other farmers and ranchers, just their comments and the things that they were saying were no better than what the activists were doing. Mm. And I'm sitting there in this office, and I'm waiting for to be taken to the airport, and I'm getting hit, like thousands upon thousands of comments on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm like, I can't even figure out which ones are farmers or which ones are activists because it was just it was just hitting me so hard and I'm pregnant and I'm sick and you know that's when things were kind of starting to take a downturn for the industry and prices and I just I got home and I was like so relieved to be home and I had been traveling so much and I was just exhausted and I'm like I feel like I'm depressed and my husband's like you are depressed Mm. and I feel like this is a big part of it it's stressful I get I was getting anxious or anxiety when I would post. Like, if it started to go viral, I would delete it because I didn't want to get the attention. And I thought everything I loved about doing this, all the joy of sharing my story and having people message me, go, oh, my gosh, thank you so much, or it was gone. Like, that wasn't doing it for me anymore. And so I felt like it just tipped me over that edge, and I needed to take a step back because my family and my farm needed to come first. And, and for people to understand, you had and still have a lot of followers, right? Like, what what are some of the numbers of, and this is why so many people were, were you know, blasting you at some point, because your reach was massive. It was across the country, right? Yeah. And I, and I think with social media, I think we do get a little too caught up in, like, how many followers somebody has, because... Yeah. It's it's all about the reach. How many and the more followers you get, obviously you could you have the potential to reach more. But you have to keep people engaged. Mm-hmm. You have to interact with them. You have to keep the conversations and the dialogue going. So yeah, I do have a lot of followers, but um, I have a really awesome community that keeps those conversations going. That drives that reach and that engagement from others. So um, yeah, I did. I had especially with the veal post, for example. And then when you have activists take them and share them and do their thing, it was like. I had one post where like almost a million views because mm-hmm. uh, just because, you know, activists joined the conversation. But, yeah, so I do have a lot of followers and I do have a good reach when I'm consistent and engaged and actually take time to have those conversations. So are you back in it now? I feel like I'm ready to get back in it. I honestly don't know that I will ever share to the length that I did before. Hmm. I don't know that I'm, I know I'm not there right now. So what's next for you? Mm. Well, I have like 50 blog posts that are ready to go. So I'm assuming I should probably do something with those. As in like five, zero, 50? Like five, zero. <laughs> Holy smokes. So I may have not been sharing, but I was still writing because mm-hmm. writing has always been kind of an outlet for me. So I would do something, I'd get all fired up and I'd write something, but I just wouldn't share it. So well, I look forward to seeing all these blog posts that, that need to see the light of day. So I will stay, stay <laughs> Don't tuned. Don't get your hopes up. I might share one in the next six months. So. Uh, well, we'll have to keep pestering you then. Maybe some, some good pestering of, hey, Krista, we still like you. Um, and, and really, I feel sad, and I can't speak on behalf of the farming community, but I feel like I want to to say I'm sorry that people treated you that way. You being newer to this community, for me, I've been a part of it my whole life and, you know, generations back. 
but you yeah. being a first generation farmer for you to have been treated this way by the farming community when you had embraced them and wanted to defend them to me that's really sad and and a part of the negativity here is the farming community part of it is certainly the outside uh, world of activists and and hateful hateful things that people decide that they need to do because of their personal views on food and farming and the environment etc i'm thankful to hear that you're willing to break your silence. And I'm glad that you're doing it this way by speaking out honestly about what happened with us. Again, we've been talking with Krista Stoffer here on the farming show. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm with Save Family Farm for people who don't know me. Uh, so I do farming advocacy every day, kind of in a different way, uh, but a lot of similar things uh, as what you do, Krista. And I think it's good that you're putting a spotlight on that so people can maybe think twice some people maybe need to think three or four times before they click that share button. Krista, thanks for being with us here and opening up. And um, yeah, take care. Take care of yourself first and your family and your cows. <laughs> and then when you, when you feel up to it and, and you have the time, then, then you can share with the rest of us. That, uh, maybe we need to give you permission to do that. That's okay. You don't have to do it constantly. <laughs> well, thanks for that. <laughs>